Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Profane Argument Podcast for Tuesday, March 27th, 2018. My name is Ray, and along with me are... I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. If you'd like to join in on the conversation, please go to facebook.com slash profanearg and post your thoughts or link to an article you'd like for us to discuss. <laughs> this week on the show, we'll be talking about uh, John Bolton and Jay Sokoloff, some Trump employees, cabinet members. I don't know, is Sokoloff a cabinet member? No. He's a lawyer. He's a lawyer. Right? lawyer. Yeah. But it's it's always hard. I can't tell which ones are White House lawyers, which ones are his personal lawyers, right? Which ones are the lawyers for the lawyers? Sokolov <laughs> <laughs> was one of his personal lawyers. Okay. Well, we'll get to him. Yeah. But first, a couple follow ups. The Sedgwick County Commissioner that we talked about last week, who told atheists that they could go to hell, that mm-hmm. if you don't believe in God, that's fine with me. I don't care. Go to hell. It's fine. So there's a uh, Peggy Nudson is a uh, leader of a group, a secular group, I believe, named Oasis. And she is calling for him to stop the prayer, make it a moment of silence. And her reasoning I found I found was very interesting. She said it's it's logical to follow that if the Commissioner Unruh's belief is that the invocation is to proselytize, that it should not be tolerated in any invocation at the meeting. Because what he had said was that, uh, why why should he allow the atheist try to come in and convince me to not believe in God? Mm. So if he thinks the atheists are proselytizing, then obviously that's that's what he's doing, right? Right. Same logic. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that completely goes against the separation of church and state and... Uh, I thought it was an interesting argument. So they're actually taking taking steps to try and make a difference there. Good. I'm surprised. Yeah. Always. <laughs> and the satanic cult wasn't involved at all. Right. Yeah. Not yet, <laughs> at least. <laughs> Wait for it. Another follow-up real quick. I've, I'm going to post news. NBC put up a report on March 20th about uh, abortion rate. And the article basically goes into a lot of detail about how... The places where abortions are legal have some of the lowest numbers of abortions. Sure. So because I'm not the same, because there's same, more smart people. <laughs> no, those those same areas will also have good access to contraceptives. So abortion is then not necessary or it's only necessary in places where it's unfortunately necessary. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. There's more contraception. There's more actual education. There's more family planning. This all goes in step as opposed to the... You know, the Christian idea of just just don't have sex. Everything will be fine. <laughs> yeah. I like the the highest abortion rates are now found in Latin America and the Caribbean, where abortion is strongly restricted legally. Yeah. Boy, do not scroll down to the bottom where you find out about the traditional methods, which include oh. <laughs> inserting sticks, roots, bones, wires, ground seeds, or chemicals into the uterus. Oh. Yeah, and it just gets worse from there, so. It does. Jesus. <laughs> Beating or pushing on the abdomen or jumping from heights. Ugh, instilling bleach, salt water, detergent, or soap into the uterus? I thought you said don't scroll down. <laughs> Sorry. It, it just starts snowballing after that. <laughs> Bad. So yeah. in any case, the, uh, the, the argument there is stop. Let people have abortions. Let's make it legal and teach people how to use contraception. It's, uh, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. All right, uh, so that's all I have for following up. On to some state nudes. <laughs> nudes? Yeah, What do nudes. you got? <laughs> On to state news. How about that? 
That will teach me to read and talk at the same time. Uh, over in Illinois, there is a grade school that had a nice little introduction to dinosaurs. The school board president, Jeff Michael, came in and did a presentation about dinosaurs. And he got the kids all interested in dinosaurs. And then on the way out, he handed them a pamphlet and said that uh, they could go and on Saturday, they could go and learn more about dinosaurs. Mm. Elsewhere in the community, a different pamphlet was handed out saying that they could, uh, people could go on Sunday and find out about what the Bible has to say about dinosaurs. And as it turns out, this was the exact same uh, Saturday, Sunday. It was sponsored by the Creation Truth Foundation, and it is a complete fundamentalist group that's trying to teach kids about dinosaurs and Jesus living together. They did a dinosaur bait and switch? That's just cruel. Yeah. <laughs> What the hell? They are threatened by everything. So as it turns out, the school board president, Jeff Michael, is also pastor at Christ Church. And he was completely just using his position to proselytize and try and, yeah, trick kids into going to his dinosaurs in the Bible uh, Bible study. Where were these people 30 years ago? I think they were the people like this were still active. They, they were active back then. And the doing reach, shit like this? Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> the reach was just a lot smaller. Like, I just remember when I was in school, it was like you learned about evolution and dinosaurs, and that was it. Yeah. And th then you moved on. And we had moment of silence at the no, beginning of the homeroom. Yeah, they, had, they snuck people in all the time. Not all the time, but I have I have very clear recollections. I think it was because it was, you know, later in later years, we had a motivational speaker come into our, I want to say high school when I was in ninth grade, and he made... um he made some outrageous claims as he was mm. telling us about the uh i i specifically remember him claiming that uh prophylactics were only 65% effective and i was like what <laughs> <laughs> what kind of and, schools uh, did you guys go to <laughs> public but you know yeah, me they too. but they try. They always have nefarious motives they, i don't know what he was i don't know he preached about abstinence for a while and he he gave some other standard. All motivational speakers just bum me out. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm just shocked that you like like any time we had like an assembly with like a motivational speaker it was like about like don't drink, don't do drugs, that kind of shit. Like it was never any kind of you know insidious motive behind it, other than like you know the, oh, it was I mean, the 80s yeah, it, and 90s. Was, yeah, I mean clearly this was masked as a as a uh, be safe, practice abstinence kind of thing. But I mean he was just there to spread misinformation i was really disappointed he didn't i don't remember any religious message that was roped into it there might have been i don't know everybody it's all it's hard to distinguish mm. they're all like a middle-aged white dude in his early 50s who had some sort of handicap that he had to overcome in life and that's why yeah. he's there talking to you today and if you follow his example things will be easier for you and i'm like oh my god i could be <laughs> like studying I have to imagine, like, nowadays when they teach these things in school, is there, like, a weird awkwardness where everybody looks around and is like, oh, shit, this is we're, we're doing this? You're going <laughs> to teach us this? Or what are we going to do? Like, whereas, like, when we went to school, it was just like, okay, here's the section on this, and we're talking about this, and nobody was worried, or nobody went back to their parent, but like, you're not going to believe what they fucking told me in school today, and then there was, like, a big rally. But, like, no. how do they get her? Do they still teach evolution in schools? Yes, Absolutely. They do. Uh, no, is there a big but kerfuffle every goddamn time? 
no, I, I hope that that's all they teach and that they teach it in most schools. I, I would I'd like to believe they taught it in all schools, but I'm maybe. on this show, so I'm not that foolish. <laughs> maybe not all the ones in the Deep South, yeah. So my high school, I think our administrators were just naive because they got they had an astronaut come in and talk to us. And this is an astronaut that went to the moon, astronaut. It was all very exciting until he had talked about his the religious experience he had on the way back. <laughs> <laughs> then we all got very sad. <laughs> and on the way out, he's like, and the moon landing was fake. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> it was great until he had his, you know, religious experience on the way back. Then we were all like, oh. And the administrators, I remember looking back at them and then they looked very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining science teachers these days turning to that section of the book and being like, oh, shit. Yeah. It's going to be <laughs> okay, noise. How do about I do this? this? How quickly can I get through this? <laughs> Our, yeah, our, this is the same um, – our, our high school, the same ones that let us watch the, the – well, they let us watch the beginning of the movie Tommy, and then they stopped it partway through and said, oh, this was not appropriate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Our school – the only thing that our school – I remember they brought in a couple rock bands, and they were Christian rock bands. <laughs> and, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like they brought in these people and they started playing, and a lot of the kids I hung out with was were like, well, they, they – you know, they were playing pop music. And the kids I hung out with all listened to metal, so it was just, you know, groans, and it was awful <laughs> from the get-go. Uh, and then they would break into their, you know, more religious kind of preaching stuff, and it got it just got worse. Like, <laughs> the, the groans spread throughout the, uh, the audience. But, because you can't do that in school. Kids are just like, no, we do that on Sunday. Yeah. No, you guys did grow up in the middle of Pennsylvania. I was a little bit closer to New York City. Maybe that's why. Mm. Uh, I was in the middle of Ohio, so... Oh, well, just as bad. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> kind, kind, kind of worse, maybe. <laughs> so uh, the next state news that I have, Tennessee lawmakers have passed the bill requiring public schools to post in God We Trust motto. So hmm. we'll wait and see where the uh, lawsuits come from because, you know, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah. But they have joined Arizona in passing that. It's a little different because Arizona was specific about you could it only it had to be donated not Arizona Arkansas I do that again uh, Arkansas <laughs> they they had a thing specific about it had to be donated they couldn't use you know taxpayer money for it but uh, in any case and very much related Alabama the Ten Commandments we mentioned before they uh, are going to have a vote in November on the ballot to be able to put Ten Commandments pretty much anywhere they want government buildings public schools. But they're bypassing the governor and going putting it straight on the ballot. Yeah, I don't think it. I, that doesn't. That's not a nefarious thing. I think that's just how it works. It's, what's another way of doing it? Sure. I don't know how you decide which is which, but hmm. yeah, it was passed by the state house and senate, so it's going to be on the ballot. I think it's in Alabama. That's a safe move, probably, because the constituency in Alabama will probably vote for it, and then, it, but it will still be challenged in court. Absolutely. Uh, and over in Ohio, something else that's going to be challenged, well, if it were to get passed, there is a bill in Ohio being backed by 44, I think I saw 44 members of the Republican Party, to ban abortion in Ohio. Straight what? up? Just straight up banning it. Wow. What? So I think this is, I think they're trying to use this as one of their attacks on uh, 
Roe v. Wade. I think they're going to try to uh, wait till some of the other challenges get to and past the uh, Supreme Court and then try and use this to overturn Roe v. Wade. That's, uh, is it, is it going to happen? It seems highly unlikely. Yeah. But very frequently in the last several episodes, we've seen state laws come from all over the place. Right. And they're just whittling away. And I think this is, you know, another big strike that they're trying to do. Sure. I don't no think- way this goes through. Kasich ain't that dumb. Uh, he is a sinister. Smooth he is, operator. but if he ever, I mean, he's still, I still, he's still making a case for him running for president again. And I'm telling you right now, you do that, you might as well put a nail in that coffin. Maybe I That'll think that'll never fly. I think people are are really starting. To, you know, this this seven to two split is becoming you know glaringly obvious with with some of the decisions they're making about immigration and. Uh, you know, taking away other people's basic rights. So I could just see people salivating like, yes, let's take it to the Supreme Court. Yeah. All the laws of the land are backwards and upside down. All it took was one year of Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, my. I wouldn't worry. Stuff and things. <laughs> yeah, so they're saying that they, well, one of the Republicans saying, uh, Hood, if it goes to his desk, Kasich, uh, it's certainly my hope that he will sign it. However, he is already not signed and vetoed other things that aren't nearly as strong as this. So I doubt it'll get that far because they don't have enough support. I doubt Kasich would sign it because of what we already said. <sighs> but I agree, but just to, to throw a straight up ban out there, I mean, yeah, I have a hard time to think that they would just throw that out without an ulterior motive. Yeah. Because it, it seems ludicrous. Yeah. So that, that has to be... There has to be something, a plan B and C. Well, I mean, maybe they do it knowing that Kasich will veto it, but then say, well, how about uh, we, we compromise and, and we do this instead? And it's still a bunch of crap. And it gives Kasich an out to sign the compromise bill. So you're saying in a few short months, we will see uh, a bill that bans abortions after 16 weeks? Yes. Mm. That's more likely. I like the way you think. Yeah. <laughs> I'm devious like them. Oh, no. <laughs> but even still, I have to say, Kasich is not going to help his case. Agreed. These things well, will come back and haunt him. And he can't be, he, he's got to be almost done, right? How long has uh, he been governor? Not a clue. You know you know how these Republicans get a little looser when they are when they don't have to go for re-election. Right. They start heading towards the middle a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. They start acting like normal human beings instead of money machines. Well, he's been governor since uh, 2011. He so, was a, yeah. He was Next elected in, in 2010 and re-elected in 2014. So hmm. you're right. I think two terms as governor is a is a limit. I believe so. We'll see. Should be interesting. Yeah. Yep. Uh, back home for us in Pennsylvania, Reading, Pennsylvania, parents of a two-year-old who died of pneumonia have been convicted involuntary manslaughter. Uh, and they uh, th- their reasoning was faith healing. It was God's will yeah. that uh, that the baby died. And it was God's will they go to jail. Yeah, yeah. apparently. <laughs> Why would God do that? <laughs> Why would God kill the baby and send them to jail? Maybe there's somebody in jail they're, they're supposed to go and save. Yeah. Yeah, he works in mysterious ways, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he works in dickish ways. <laughs> he could have totally. could have easily just had saved the baby and then no one goes to jail and the baby's alive. Right. But I was going to say, as we learned from... A few stories ago, he's so busy <laughs> running around hiding fake fossils all over the planet <laughs> to see who really believes in him, <laughs> trying to trick us into thinking dinosaurs were real. So I have a question. 
Should the uh, should the pastor or priest or whatever it is at the Faith Tabernacle Congregation, which instructed its members to avoid doctors and pharmaceutical drugs, should they be liable in some way for this child's death? Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> Tell me more, Jared. <laughs> um. He well, one, it's part of his religion. He's allowed to do that. If you're dumb enough to follow it, then you go to jail. Whoa, whoa. Stop back. Let's rewind right there and tell me more about that. So he is legitimate because he is a pastor of that religion. They are fools and liable because they are followers of that religion? He's not liable. He didn't bend anybody's arm to do this. He preached yeah. his dumbass religion to them, and I'm they pretty listened. Sure. I'm pretty sure uh, he, he bent their arm. He told them that they would go to hell if, he did, if they didn't listen to what he said and do what he said. That Which is, is what, but story. he's saying not what he said, what God is saying. Right. right. He is he is the he is um telling them what God wants. And if they don't listen to him, they will go to hell. And their child will too. Nope. I still don't think so. Well, d- is McDonald's responsible for um obesity in America? Yes. But they're not <laughs> they shouldn't be held responsible. Why not? Because they're not twisting anybody's arm to eat their shit, which, by the way, I ate for dinner. So, <laughs> you can make better choices in McDonald's than a Big Mac. But yeah, anyway. <laughs> okay, so then, so then in the scenario where boyfriend calls up girlfriend and says, I'm feeling total despair. I want to kill myself. And girlfriend says, go for it. That sounds like a great plan. She is also not guilty? No, she is. Wait, why? All, but, she's not twisting his arm. She's not killing him. No, that she's girl, just strongly that girl, suggesting. That she is girl, just strongly <laughs> suggesting that he that should do girl that. Girl manipulated that kid in, in a personal way, repeatedly over and over again. And even when he tried to not do it, right? She was like, "You're a pussy," and do it. This guy preached. So they had a casual pastor. Let me ask hey, you this. You know, wait, 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 hold, on Ian, Ian, hold on a second. Let me ask you this because this has been floating around our area right, right now. I think we talked about it on the show. Eric Freen's parents supposedly hated cops and fostered his hatred for cops as he was growing up. And then he went on to go shoot a cop. Are they held responsible? They should Is be. Is there any physical evidence of that? Did they say, Eric, yes, you apparently, should kill cops they when were well-known up? cop haters. Huh. Well-known and physical evidence are different. Did they, can they produce some sort of manifesto where they encouraged him to murder police when he was able? No, no, no. They didn't encourage him to murder. They just kept telling him that they hated cops and he grew up hating cops. Are they held liable? Did they tell him to murder cops? No. That is, this pastor said, let your child die. No. He said, God will fix that child. He didn't say, you should kill that child. No, he did not. He said, do not help that child. That child will get help from fake God. Right. (laughs) All I'm saying is... If you bust that guy, then there's a lot of things. For instance, I don't agree that Eric Freen's parents should be held liable in any of the situation there, claiming that they knew that he was mentally unstable and he had guns and whatever the fucking thing was and that they fostered his hatred. You you bust this guy for this. And I don't get me wrong. He's a piece of shit and he shouldn't be doing it. But you have to be held responsible for what you do. These people mm. did not have to do this. Yeah, I can't. And, I, and I, you bust him, and then a lot of people start getting busted for shit that is in that kind of gray area. Hmm. And I don't, I mean, like, again, while I think what he's doing is awful and it is killing kids, he's not bending anybody's will. He's taking advantage of dumb people who, you know, everybody else in this church who sees these two going to jail 
should probably leave the church now, but I imagine they won't. Mm. I think you might have changed my mind. Because their yeah, wealth's not I got one fans? <laughs> What? So, so the other, you think the other people well, again, should leave? Ian, the- what do you, you don't know exactly what this guy did. Did he actually take them aside and repeatedly keep telling them, you're going to go to hell? And they're like, we really want to take our kid to the doctor. And he's like, no. Or did he just do his stupid sermon that he did all the time? You know, we don't, I, we, I'm just saying, we don't know. Did he go to the house and personally tell them not to do this? So uh, just a, a little bit more information on that. Apparently, he had preached several times that the parents should not seek medical attention. They should definitely rely on on God and prayer and their faith. And uh, apparently, <laughs> apparently, the pastor is the, the child's grandfather in this case. So that makes it even more. Uh-huh. But in any case, uh, he specifically told the mother to anoint the sick child the night before. And, and that was it, to anoint and pray over. So do you think that the parents would have foregone medical attention for their child had they never encountered this priest. priest <laughs> who turned out to be their father? Yeah, who turned out, again, before <laughs> I knew that they were a grandfather. Right, Let, right. Let's say they were not exposed to this guy. Would they have come up with this plan on their own? No. Um, but they could have not listened. They could have right. u- used their, their, you know, their brains and understood what they were doing. What do you, what do you, what do you charge him on? Hmm. <sighs> With my limited understanding of the law, I'm not sure, but let me think about it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think just because we are outraged by the the evil of, of the, the religious belief, that it, it, it makes us want to share the blame around. But it's and, bl- and, and yeah, and I'm more or less being like, look, it just you got to gotta take some responsibility. Now, having said all that, if you put me in a room with the pastor <laughs> for five words. minutes and I have no <laughs> consequences after that. Like, I could do whatever I want. I would probably beat the shit out of him for getting children killed or just children being disfigured or maimed or how, whatever fucking bullshit. Mm. He's an awful person. But he he's found a way around it to kill kids. I don't get it. I mm. mean, I don't even know how he can go walk back in the church the next day after this kid dies. Well, the, that, that's easy. It was God's will. Don't <laughs> question God. Our, our suffering is and, – and the child's suffering was for a reason. It is not ours to question why. And at that point, there's no going back. You can't acknowledge that mistake. Holy crap. What is what is the and I know this is probably for a separate show, but what is the history of these faith healing people? Like at what what point did they decide that medical shit was not there's for probably them there's probably some obscure passage in the Bible that um gave them the idea and they've, you know, created a religion out of it. If there is anything in the Bible you want, you just gotta happen upon it. But how often does it work? Every time the child doesn't die, it worked. <laughs> yeah, but did the, chi- <laughs> did the child have a cold or did the child have cancer? Doesn't matter. Every time the child had – well, this, this child had a cold and caught pneumonia. Well, I had pneumonia. It's a little – Pneumonia. <laughs> well, it started out. It looked like a cold, sore throat, coughing. It just didn't get better. Yeah. I have to imagine that at some point the two of them, the parents, had taken some type of medicine in their lives. I don't know. She did. Yeah. 35 years without ever – Going to a doctor? Were they bo- they were probably born in hospitals. I'd have to imagine. You don't have to. Do um, midwife. I don't know. It's a completely fucked up thing. Yeah. The church should be burned down, <laughs> in my opinion. And if anybody dies in it, well, it was God's will. <laughs> so, right. did we just? Are we deciding where where the line? I'm still I'm still a little bit off kilter from this. Mm. Well, we but definitely we, don't agree. 
I agree. I, I, I realize that. I didn't know. I just didn't know where we were drawing the line. I, I, I can't sit comfortably thinking that this guy is in no way culpable for what happened. I would say he is culpable. I just don't know that if he's legally culpable. Or if it's something and it's not that like can be he, charged. It's not like he invented the religion. You know, this isn't like a small cult. If it was a, you know, if it was a cult, it might be a different story. Sort of. <laughs> if they believed more crazy things, things crazier than they actually believe. That's the problem is it's it's close to, to normal Christianity, which gets a pass for their nonsense. I mean, if they believed in, in aliens, they'd probably arrest him. Yeah, you're probably right. If he had said, if it, if you just replaced God with aliens and this was like a small group of 15 people, yeah. this guy would totally be in jail. Yep. All right. So it's 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 more of a... All right. Maybe I was just misunderstanding why. No, we no, were no. On I'm still saying. Even, I'm saying even if it was aliens, he shouldn't be in jail. But if he if it was aliens, he would be in jail. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't think again, it's culpable. Now we're we're def we're definitely um you know vague about you know his specific instructions. Other than mm. you know he preached. So let's say he's it's not it's not this. Let's say he is a dude and he gets up and he says the white race is the best. We are being poisoned by the Zog machine, by the blacks, by the immigrants, and his congregation gets riled up and they go kill a black guy. He never told them to, but he told them the merits of doing it. But one is taking an action and one is taking an inaction. Okay. I hear you there. Yeah, and again, it would depend but on his speech. If he was like, you you know, people, if he's like, people should take to the streets and kill a black person, <laughs> you know, like. That would be problematic. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, right. people do dumb things when, you know, you win the Super Bowl and you destroy your own city. <laughs> like, I don't get it, but are the Eagles held responsible for that? Because Boy, they, they should be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and for all teams should be. I, I think I think that's a different issue, though. Well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I don't think the Eagles – I mean, maybe they did. I don't know. But I don't think they went on TV and said, go on to Broad Street and tear it up. But they did, did they say not to do it? They didn't say right. not to, but you can't tell they, they people could, things not to do. Don't right, go destroy right. the Liberty Bell. It's, <laughs> there, it's definitely a gray area. I just I can't imagine being that cavalier with children's mm. lives and being okay with it, getting away with it. Just doesn't. Agreed. Yeah, because the problem doesn't, is doesn't if the and, and I get Jared's point in that you know it's a it's a bad it would set a bad precedent. It would set a dangerous precedent possibly because you could you know get. Tons of people who are well-meaning and jailed or whatever for, for doing things that they didn't – that, of course, he probably doesn't think he's doing any harm in any case. No. The pastor. He, think, he thinks he's saving their souls. So. Yeah. But well, in any yeah, case – Why I, do you – Okay. Yeah. And I don't know if, how much longer we want to spend on this one. But. Well, it's got the, the law of unintended consequences. You know, we, we know you didn't intend for this to happen. This, this is what happened. Where do you – when are you culpable for that? I mean, it, and what is the penalty for taking a child to the doctor? You'll go to hell? I think so, yeah. But why does God I, – I have to investigate this more. This, none of this <laughs> makes any sense. Why does God care if you go to a doctor? Because it shows your lack of faith. Mm. But is there is, is there somewhere in the Bible where the God's like, I will absolutely heal you no matter what. Do not go to a doctor or I will be pissed <laughs> off. <laughs> no, they took some obscure text and, and made a religion out of it. A lot why of why would somebody do that? Text. There's, <laughs> there's, I mean, there's so many different verses on healing. On you know, so they they're taking a lot of different texts 
and saying, okay, here, this is now my faith because God said that, that he would heal. Mm. And does God make people become doctors to test these people? <laughs> is that why there's so many doctors in the goddamn world? <laughs> now to tease you're just, you? <laughs> you're trying to apply a lo- logic to faith, Jared. That just, that's not going to work. Listen, I've been watching a lot of, uh, I love watching Phil Robinson, the Duck Dynasty guy. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. I love watching because I really honestly believe that he believes that shit. Mm. Like, the, one of the few guys, even though somehow he's another one who defends Donald Trump, but he, I really think he believes it. And he's going on and on about how there shouldn't be universal health care because God gives away free health care. Oh, Wow. And I was, and I couldn't figure out what he was alluding to when he kept. I see him say it numerous times. He's like, "Why do you need universal health care? You got free, unlimited health care right up there in the heavens." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> anyway, I should yeah. probably stop watching Phil Robinson. <laughs> like, yeah, probably. I get on the show and I call you all sinners. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, I'm going to move on to uh, to Colorado. And I was trying to figure out why I wasn't familiar with the story, and I think it was because this is the story Karen put in. <laughs> At the last minute. But apparently there is a bill in Colorado that is, well, some people are saying it is the one of the most mean-spirited, outright discriminatory bills, not just in Colorado, but in the country. Yep. HB 1206, which is in the House Judiciary Committee, is expected to draw crowds from both sides. It's got all of the things. Um, religious institutions could decline all services. Transgender people could be legally denied treatment, counseling, surgeries, hormone replacement. Fertility services could be um, denied for same-sex couples. Businesses could deny a slew of marriage-related services, dressmaking, floral arrangements, cake making. Employers and universities could draw up sex-specific dress codes and even prohibit transgender people from using the bathroom, dressing rooms, locker room showers that correspond with their gender gender identity. I mean, it's got all of it in there. And apparently it wraps it up into two different statements concerning Mm -hmm. moral conviction. Mm -hmm. That uh, the first one is that marriage is between a man and a woman and that the person's sex is immutable, biological, binary, objectively determined by anatomy and genetics at birth. There you go. And this is in Colorado? Right. Yeah, that's what's that's what's blowing my mind about this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, it's not Wait, expected. Because I, I couldn't bring up the story because I have ad blocker and you can go fuck yourself website. Yeah. They yeah. wouldn't <laughs> let me watch it. This is going through or this is being proposed? It's being proposed and they're not anticipating it to go very far. Okay. But still, the, the, you know, the, the right felt strong enough and powerful enough that they thought that this could go through. And I don't know why- they thought it would, but I'm sure it's a, you know, a, well, let's compromise on only doing half of these things kind of thing. I have to assume that all this is going on. They That they're living in a deluded world where they think because Donald Trump is president and Fox News tells them that the American people have spoken yeah. and wanted Hillary Clinton to be president. I mean, Donald Trump, <laughs> <laughs> that they think that this shit's going to fly. It could, That could be the only reason. Or yeah. Trump's leaving office soon. We better get this in as soon as possible. <laughs> And well, even if Trump goes out of office, they'll have Pence who will still support them. So they're good for a couple of years. But yeah, we'll, we'll get into a little bit more on Pence a little later. But mm. yeah, there's more it, Pence news. <laughs> the, there's, uh, I think there's uh, the the white riding the wave, and they're trying to do as much as they can while, while they, they can. can. Yeah. But there isn't a wave. 
Oh, but that's what I'm trying to say. (laughs) But (sighs) if you listen, if you only hear Fox News, like I was talking to a person who was talking about the media and how biased all the media is. And I'm like, well, okay, I I can see where you're coming from. There's a lot of people who are biased. And I was trying to, to, you know, get them to give me specific examples. And the example that they came up with was I can barely even listen to Fox News anymore because they're so biased. I'm like, wait, wait, they're Okay, so he's just coming to the understanding that Fox News is biased to the right. But CNN... That's putting it lightly that they're biased. Right. <laughs> they're but straight CN- up fucking state-run media. Yeah. CNN completely full of liberals, and they're just anti-Trump. And I'm just... Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so he has only been listening to Fox News for months now. Wow. But he's getting he's understanding now that it's biased. Yeah, or at least he's... Willing to say that vocally. Right. So so he's confused and he's like, well, both sides. What should I do? That's an, that's, that's just, you're right. That seems odd, an odd conflict to be having. I must turn <laughs> to Alex Jones, I guess. Oh, Lord. <laughs> he's the only unbiased. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tell him, tell him to go um, uh, CBS, NBC's, PBS, BBC, Al Jazeera, if he can find it. Oh, oh right. He yeah, he'll listen to Al Jazeera. <laughs> Well, all those places you just named must all get together before five o'clock in the afternoon and decide on what bias story they're all going to fucking tell. Yeah. <laughs> but Fox News does not cover. Yeah. Right. Do you not question the intelligence of this person you were talking to? <laughs> I do. All right. Yeah. Even though, I mean, but they're an intelligent person in that I don't work in a, like my job is a fairly high intelligence job like you need you need to know what you're doing but at the right. same time there's a lot of conservatives and i just i don't get how how do you not process mm. I, I, I don't know i work with a couple of um hard right religious folk as well and normal day-to-day conversations are fine but you gotta stay in your lane <laughs> don't don't talk about anything outside of work I mean, the irony is not lost on me that this show itself is a goddamn echo chamber yeah, for sure. four people until me and Ian disagree. <laughs> right. Usually, fundamentally, we're in the same area. Yeah, right. We're we're close. It's just we have some ongoing disagreements about things in general. And there's right. nothing wrong with that. You can still have it. You know, no. be friends and have an, an intelligent conversation, not just yell at each other. But again, I have to imagine if when Barack Obama was president, a tape came out of him. You know, saying, oh, man, I love to grab women by the pussy. <laughs> and then the next day, he's like, nobody respects women more than me. I would call him out on that. Absolutely. I have no doubt. Yeah, that's but the that's- disconnect that I don't understand between the left and the right. The double I- standard is astonishing. We ran Al Franken out of town on very little, in my opinion. We were sad doing it, but we did it. Yeah, I mean, very little. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. I, I would agree. I would. I would say that it was relatively minor. And uh, I don't know. There's just so. It's so hard because it it occurs on a level that is genuinely shocking to mm. me. Like when that gosh darn Donald Trump stood up there and was like, "I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. I never questioned Barack Obama's birth." I was <laughs> like, "The balls on this motherfucker!" Yeah. <laughs> like, how can you say that with a straight? And everybody's like, "Yeah, it wasn't him. It was. It was someone else." He I was like, Hillary. oh, my God. He blamed, he blamed Hillary. Hillary Clinton for starting the rumor. Yeah. <laughs> that was – and everybody was like, yeah, that sounds about right. I was like, God. are you – where were you for the last two, three, four years? He was on any outlet that would let him out there. I will bet a million dollars to any charity <laughs> that you want if you produce your long form – Jesus. Hmm. No, nah, that wasn't me. 
Uh, <laughs> okay. We've got investigators in Hawaii. They they found some very interesting stuff. It's extremely interesting, and we'll get back to you. And they then haven't later. left Hawaii yet. They're still there, right? Yeah. <laughs> They're still working <laughs> what on it. What did your investigators find out? Shh. Just, just shh. Calm yourself. Mm. It's okay. <laughs> Do you uh, know in that same just, time period he sued Bill Maher yeah. for a million dollars? Because Bill alleged that he was the offspring of an orangutan. Yes. <laughs> and that he needed to prove that he wasn't. Yeah. So Trump produced his actual birth certificate and said, you owe me a million dollars. <laughs> and actually sued him. Yeah, that's our president. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> All right. I'm going to move on to a couple international news. This was uh, uh, good news uh, over in Europe. A poll or a poll, a survey, however, 70% of young people in the UK identify as having no religion. Young being 16 to 29 year olds. 16 to 29. That is a, (laughs) that is a huge upset. And and this is on the Guardian. There are a whole bunch of stats on a bunch of different countries. Strangely to me, Czech Republic was the highest in uh, young adults saying that they had no religion. It's like really eighty five percent. It's crazy. Uh, Wait, I why guess are we why, not why on would this it be list? Strange. <laughs> Sorry, I don't see our country on this list. Uh, oh, this is Europe. U- Europe specifically. <laughs> Europe. Oh, thank God. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, tell me we are doing better than Poland. <laughs> yeah, Poland is really, really way down there on every mm-hmm. single didn't one of just, these. I was gonna say, didn't they just straight up ban abortion? Yeah, they did something like that. Yeah, yeah, isn't there I like think- a heavy alt right presence going on over there too? Yes. Yeah. Get out of the churches, people. It's making you dumb. (laughs) (laughs) The Czech Republic. Yeah, weird. The thing that I found the most strange is a whole bunch of the, like, Finland, Belgium, Netherlands. They're not, they're up there, but they're not at the very top. Czech Mm. Republic on every single one. (laughs) I had no idea. But I like the way the numbers are trending. Yes. Now, I wonder how many of them will turn to religion when they start having families. Or will they stay irreligious? I've seen that. We've seen that before. I think is that you know when you when you think, well, I'm going to start a family, so I need to provide a moral foundation for my children. Well, I'll go back to church, I suppose. Just be a moral person, for God. Yeah. Jeez. I really want to make a, a worldwide argument of how does going to church make you more moral? <laughs> There's no evidence to support that whatsoever. I agree completely. I've seen it here with people I know who were completely immoral. <laughs> They start having a family and they go back to they go to the church. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. We have a friend whose his, his family d- uh, didn't believe in God, but brought him up in the Lutheran church because they thought, you know, provided a moral compass. And when he found out that they didn't believe in God, he was pissed. <laughs> <laughs> As he should be. <laughs> like, are you that, like, not confident in your ability to do it yourself? <laughs> yeah. I think that the the sec- secular society does not provide the same framework that the church does, and I'm not. I don't know how to suggest that we come up with a framework. <laughs> we <but> don't. It's <laughs> a terrible plan. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to have a frame framework w- written in a book. That's what they did with the Bible, <laughs> and they got so many things wrong. So how all this started? Yeah, sorry. So take a look at the uh, at the the different charts and things. It, uh, it's pretty interesting. Non Christian Europe, they're they're gaining ground. Hmm. This is kind of international news. It's from the UN. Trump official 
And I had never heard of this woman before, Bethany Kozma. She's a senior advisor to the Office of Gender Equality and Women's Empowerment for the U.S. Agency for International Development, yeah. uh, the USAID. She spoke at a closed-door UN meeting, and uh, wow, she declared that the United States is a pro-life country. <sighs> and uh, what she, as it turns out, she is, um, she tried to get the delegation. She called for deleting the phrase modern contraceptives and replacing it with the phrase family planning. <laughs> oh, this is a pencil pointy. It's gotta be. It's yeah. gotta be, right? Yeah. yeah. No way Trump was like, get Bethany on this. <laughs> <laughs> She's trying to uh, push abstinence-only sex education at the UN. Uh, yeah. God, she looks so young. Yes, she is very young. A UN diplomat said the statement was shocking and that it demonstrated a weaker or and lower position on reproductive reproductive rights than Saudi Arabia or the Holy See. Wow. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> See, parents, this is what's happened when you don't let your kids use Snapchat. <laughs> yeah, she is amazing. And the statements that she made are just, oh, how embarrassing. Super embarrassing. At yeah. the UN, like, why would you put that out there for the world stage? Like, they should already know. That we're a super backwards, like ultra sex negative culture over here. And our brave <laughs> founders, the Quakers, are mostly to thank. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> but damn, why do you got to throw it in our faces? <laughs> Weird lady at the UN. <laughs> yeah, and it's not just her. Uh, Nikki Haley invited the Center for Family and Human Rights to represent the United States. They've been labeled a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center sure. because of their anti-LGBTQ work. So, yeah, Nikki Haley is right there with her. Well, we, Isn't the statement just flat out not true, though, too? It is. It absolutely is. I mean, abortion yeah. is legal in this country. Yes. Yeah. So where are you getting your information from, Bethany? They're working on it. They're working on fixing that. We, we tend to forget because Nikki Haley seems like a somewhat reasonable person, but she is a Tea Partier. She's nutcase Southern Christian. So for sure, yeah, she she's she, she's bad news. She's bad news. She toes the line. She was on our original list of yeesh. <laughs> do you guys get as frustrated as I do when, and I think about this a lot with government about these people who make decisions for us? Yeah, like it's like who the fuck is Bethany Cosma? And and to put this out in my name, mm. I'm a citizen of this fucking country, and I don't believe that for one second. There's a lot of and people I'm always that worried. Do. Like, I'm hoping the other countries are like, look, <laughs> we can't hold all Americans responsible for all these dipshits, can we? Well, they know that a, a majority of us did not vote for this administration. So, yeah, they know. They know right. this is short term. They know that this is going to turn around. They can, they can, they can suffer through it like we are <laughs> and come so out together and Trump makes a statement like, you know, we're going to talk about the arms race, and promise <laughs> me, I'll never let anybody have as much as we have. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, that makes me feel good. But do we have to put that out there? <laughs> like, it just seems to be inviting problems. Yeah. That takes us to somebody we're going to be talking about in a minute. So. Yeah, it really does. But <laughs> yeah. but before we get there, All right. I, again, I'm, I'm transitioning to national news and I have a, a good, good news story. Uh, we talked about the Johnson Amendment and people trying to gut the Johnson Amendment to try and take money away from it, to try and do everything they can to get rid of it. Trump has brought it up several times that he wants to do away with it, basically so that more people can give him money. 
<laughs> but uh, according to article over on the Friendly Atheist, they have failed or not tried hard enough. I don't know. But the new bill was released. The Johnson Amendment appeal repeal was not included. There was no language prohibiting the IRS from using its time and money to go after churches that violate it. There was nothing about limiting funds any further. So the Johnson Amendment amendment has survived uh, this year, I'll say. Mm. <laughs> Phew. Yeah. So I'm kind of curious how much of the, because I was getting, and I have a few atheist emails that I get, and I was getting like weekly, uh, there for a little bit daily letters about, you know, send a letter to your congressman, send a letter to here or there. And I, I don't know if that was the reason. If uh, they heard enough that they, they decided they weren't going to push on it right now, but... Uh, I, I would guess more likely they decided not to put it in writing, and they just told the IRS verbally, don't go after the churches that violate this rule, or <laughs> you personally won't get raises, and they put people in place that won't go after the churches. They don't have to change the law, they just need to not enforce them. Well, we do know that there was an executive order that mm -hmm. said basically that. Yeah. So they don't need to do anything else. They they're already done. Yeah, but they kept talking well, about it scary. afterwards. I don't think I don't think they're done. Mm, yeah, I don't know. Maybe they thought it was a bridge too far, considering the 2018 elections. Who knows? Or did Donald get distracted by banning transgender people from hmm. the military? Maybe. Yeah, what the hell was like, oh yeah, I forgot about the Johnson Amendment. Yeah, I'll get to that. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> since you brought it up, well, wait before you move on. Yeah. Since we're talking about national news, can I talk about the? March for Life. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Real quick. Uh, it'll be really quick, but it does tie into uh, the theme of this show. So as everybody knows, Saturday was the big March for Life. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, 800,000 people, they say, just in D.C. alone, as opposed to the 500 or however marches were going through the United States and the world. Yeah. Supposedly more down in Washington than there was for the inauguration. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah. And sure as shit, the old border town had our own little march going. Nice. Anti-March for Life? What's that? Was it Anti-March for Life? <laughs> no, it was a March for Life. It was about oh, good. 100 and 150 people got together. They had signs, banned the AR-15, children's lives are worth more than guns, blah, blah, blah. But wouldn't you know it, there was an opposing march sure. on the same day, two blocks away, to support the Second Amendment. And who do you think rallied those people together <laughs> and started that one? Oh, no. The you, Moonies? You the, know the it. Milford, the Milford Borough page? The second king himself. Oh. The Moonies. With the crown of bullets. <laughs> wow. Good old Reverend Justin Moon. I hope that everybody that went to join him looked at him and went, oh, crap. Nope. They had about the same amount of people as the anti-gun march. <sighs> crap. I I, luckily, I was in town that day for most of the day, and I got to drive around and look at both marches. Uh, I just wanted to compare size and this and that, and I was expecting a, a clash somewhere in the middle by the one light we have in our town. <laughs> but the, the anti-gun people took a route that didn't go near the pro-gun rally, so there was Probably no smart. incident. But when I drove by the pro-gun rally, again, it was all Korean people for the most part. Oh. Huh. And they had there was Black Guns Matter oh. sign. What? What? Wow. I shit you not. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. I, I wonder. I believe it's a play on <laughs> Black Lives Matter, but uh, Black... I, I get the reference. I guess I just, just don't understand it. It's lame. Right. <laughs> well, one, well, keep in mind, if you're a Second Amendment supporter big time, you also think Black Lives Matter is a terrorist organization. 
True. <laughs> so it's probably to make fun of them and make a statement that black guns matter. There was also one I didn't understand. If Yoda, Yoda could have saved the children if he had had the Second <laughs> Amendment. <laughs> this one really stumped me because I don't remember where Yoda had to save children in any of the movies. When uh, when Anakin cut down all the Padawans. Right, right but it's not like they but, issued Order 66. Right, right. I remember that part in the movie, but it wasn't like Yoda was there trying to defend them. No, no. He, if if the Second Amendment had not taken away the Padawan's lightsabers. But they all had. Oh, <laughs> I could have sworn there was like a young kid he, he cut down who had a lightsaber. Possible. Maybe they hadn't made it to that part of the, that training. Or was he saying if all those kids were armed with guns? <laughs> he could have just. <laughs> I don't know. I hear uh, blasters are pretty clumsy so <laughs> and random. They're not very accurate. That's for damn sure. <laughs> so anyway, it doesn't look like. Uh, the the church of the rod of ministry or whatever the fuck it's called is going away anytime soon. They love to hang out in our town and do shit. That's amazing. Well, didn't you say that that he had a, a sibling that was building a lucrative gun factory nearby? I uh, already did. Oh, okay. it's a gun factory that, and a gun store. That makes sense then that he would stick around and start a religion that surrounded the same guns. And while you're here <laughs> and worshiping my gun, go to my brother's store. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So anyway, I'm sorry that that was my uh, no. my national news story. I'm I'm glad you brought it up. I mean, it, the, holy crap! I I would just like to throw in a the the kids that are that are pulling together all these rallies. They are really freaking impressive. Holy crap! And the amount of abuse they're taking and soldiering through is also impressive. Well, it's very easy when CNN's paying you to be an actor, yeah. and George Soros is funding <laughs> your march. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> Yeah, there were some good. There were some good speeches by those kids. I'll give them yeah. a lot of credit. Yeah, but the amount of abuse they're taking—I mean, I did—I wasn't even oh, aware of some of it until we like we were talking before we started recording. The the yeah. comparisons to Hitler and Stalin. This <laughs> kids in high school. Yeah, and these, whose friends were killed. Yeah, come on. And they love using that excuse, like. What do these dipshit kids, these dumb kids have? They're not even smart enough to say anything about guns. And then, like, my everyone's response is like, well, once you've been on the end of somebody shooting at you, I think you have all the right in the world to talk about guns. Yeah. Absolutely. You know. And it doesn't even require is- that. As it turns out we have free speech. If you have an opinion, you yeah. can voice your opinion. And, and you don't, I'm telling you. And you don't need to be These conservatives. To these conservatives cannot let go of that fucking Tide Pod challenge. About a month ago or two months ago. Remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah. They referred to the Tide Pod Challenge like as much as they can to imp- to impress that children are dumbasses. <laughs> so why should we listen to them? So there's a lot of like, oh, first you eat a Tide Pod, then you tell me about the Second Amendment, that kind of shit. Like they think this Tide Pod thing was sweeping the nation and <laughs> like it's their it's their basis for every argument. So weird. Uh, that that is because the news media is allowed to report on social media as though it were news, and they need to fucking stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but even yeah. still, damn does, it, does is anybody talking about Tide Pods anymore? No, of course not. It was like a two three day thing where we all laughed, got a good <laughs> laugh out of it, and then that. But they're like, nope. See, the kids are fucking more. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've got they've got to work hard to discredit these kids because they're gaining momentum. Yeah, yeah, they are. You, you know, that's the thing. You these kids, man. You know, it's like every everyone keeps asking, like, what is different? Why is this one different this time? And it's it seriously has to be with the fact because every time there's a mass shooting, you get your thoughts and prayers. And, mm-hmm. oh, my God, don't politicize this. Don't talk about the victims. It's let them relax and get on with their lives. It's, now's not the time. Mm-hmm. And these kids were the victims. 
And they're like, fuck that shit. We're done. This is, this is, yeah, this they're is like, it. this yeah. is the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all these kids were, they're all born after 9-11. They're all born into a country that has been a perpetual war. Um, it doesn't impact our daily lives directly, but it impacts our lives. And you know, we all know somebody that's lost somebody in one of these stupid wars. They, the the world that they grow up in is, is interconnected. They all talk to each other. They all see all the news. But when I was mm-hmm. a kid, we didn't see the news. We didn't watch the news. We didn't know what the hell was going on in the rest of the world. These kids have seen it all, and they know about all of it. It's a completely different world. That's true. And, they're, and the, the lack of and empathy. And they are pissed. Yeah, and the lack of empathy from these people who oh, yeah. post shit about them with the Nazi stuff. And the hypocrisy of, mm. please, let the victims... You know, don't do this. And then the moment the victim's like, well, I'm a victim and I'm thinking we, there should be stricter gun laws. Fuck you, you Nazi loving <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. I have high hopes for the future. These kids, I, what the one kid said, I don't know. There's, there's a great quote, but it ended up with, um, we'll, we will outlive you. So just move along. <laughs> I'm like, meh. It's probably David Hogg. I still want to punch that kid in the face, but <laughs> oh my God. His face is so punchable. But he doesn't <laughs> act like Stalin. No. No. That's true. And he should not be – I wandered into the Donald a couple of days ago because I do every once in a while to entertain myself. And half of the pictures on there were pictures of him made up like a, like a Nazi. Like, wow. What the hell is going on? He is the, he is the, the, the thing that they're targeting currently, this poor kid. who I'd love to ask these people too because a lot of the things I see are like – I can't believe you you people are so stupid that you would give away your rights and you you know and this is how uh, Hitler took over and this is how Stalin took over mm-hmm. like I'm just curious in the scenario and I know this would never happen in this country where we managed to eliminate guns like in the same way that that Australia did what happens then what are these people so afraid of that the government's going to start rolling tanks through the next day and be like, ha, we got you, suckers. You gave away your guns. I'm pretty sure the, the, the U.S. military could do that today. And your AR-15 right, ain't that, going to stop it. I cannot figure out <laughs> what they are worried about. I don't know. I mean, I've heard the excuse. <laughs> as soon like, as that happened, Kang and Kodos land. And they're yes. like, ah, you can't stop us now. <laughs> like, I understand the argument. Like, I don't know what I can say about this argument where they say, like, you know, you raise the minimum age in Florida from 18 to 21 and you're telling an 18-year-old girl who lives by herself that she can't defend herself because, yes, the bad guys will always get guns. I don't have an argu- uh, a good argument against that other than get better police. I, I don't know. But <laughs> what I just don't can know what the doomsday alone. scenario is of this of giving up this right, which will never happen anyway. Right. And yeah. that's not what people are asking for. Well, most people. But yeah, there are there are a few that that are asking for that, but that's not what that's not what the movement's about. That's not what generally the, the people are going for. It's right. not to take away every single firearm. That's not it. Right. Yeah, I've even heard the kids say that they're like, "That is not what we're fighting for." Right. Did I tell you guys about the Yale study I saw a couple two two weeks ago, where they did tests on conservatives and liberals' brains? Mm. I don't at recall. Yale, and it turns out that most conservatives have a larger Amygdala? Is yeah. that the word? Amygdala, yes. Right? And that causes them to have more fear. Hmm. So they did certain studies like asking them, like, if you could have a superpower, what superpower would you have? Most of the conservatives are like invulnerability, to be safe, hmm. you know, to, to to come to no harm. And most of the liberals are like, I want to fly and shoot rainbows out of my ass, <laughs> <and> whatever. <laughs> and uh, I, oh, I saw this on the Young Turks and they were like, so like the next time you get into an argue with a conservative – one, you're not going to be able to change their mind. And two, they have a brain disorder. <laughs> it's all based on fear. Interesting. It is. Everything is based on fear. Hmm. And it, it, like, trumps all that logic. 
Sure. Hmm. I, yeah. I, fear does trump logic a lot of the time. Huh. Interesting. All right. I'm going to move on to uh, nas- uh, the rest of the national news. Okay. This, we had talked about the possibility of having humanist chaplains in the military. Mm-hmm. Well, the first one was going to be in the Navy. There was a recommendation from the Navy Chaplain Appointment and Retention Eligibility Advisory Board. Uh, Jason Heap was to become the first humanist chaplain. Uh, yeah, turns out the GOP made a whole bunch of noise, and mm-hmm. he has been denied. <laughs> so uh, Senator Roger Wicker... And uh, nearly two dozen of his colleagues wrote a letter to the Navy saying that it would be a grave mistake. There was uh, Representative Doug Lamborn from Colorado got 44 Republicans to sign a letter that he sent to the Navy advocating for the rejection. And they succeeded. He was denied, even though he was more than qualified uh, mm-hmm. to be a psychological, you know, I don't know what they call it, but someone, somebody who aids you in psychological counseling. So What? I don't understand why psychological counseling needs to be faith-based. Yeah, they've well, already the the military has already said that it doesn't need to be. Right. But in their letter, they said the appointment of an atheist to an undeniably religious position is fundamentally incompatible with atheism's secularism. And as it turns out, he's a humanist. Uh, which was has been recognized by the military. You can, if you, you you're asked when you join the military what religion you are, you can say humanist. It can be on your uh, dog tags, tombstone. Dog, right on your dog tags. Yeah. It can, and he's a humanist. That's his religion. He was huh. applying as a religious member, and he was turned down because he's an atheist. <laughs> but he's a humanist. <laughs> right. Hmm. Sigh. Are there any Muslim ch- Muslim chaplains? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there are. Oh, there are. Yeah, the Muslim, Jewish, but I uh, really sci- do hate atheists more than any of them, huh? What about Scientologists? Hmm, that I don't know. Hmm, I don't know if anybody's uh, tried to get that going. Hmm. Yeah, let's not get them involved. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for planting <laughs> that idea. <laughs> they, they, let's not get them involved. And they have their own boats and stuff, right? They've got a couple yachts floating around. <laughs> True. Yeah, they're already militarized in some. Yeah, aspects. exactly. Uh, so we touched on this on the next story a little bit. Mike Pence, uh, we had talked about the LGBTQ, how they are not allowed. I mean, just basically not allowed in the military at this point. It's not that quite that broad, but it almost is. The White House released a plan to purge transgender people from the military. It turns out three of the people are that are primarily responsible are Mike Pence... Mm-hmm. Ryan Anderson, who is an anti-transgender activist, and Tony Perkins. The actor? <laughs> I'm actually not sure. He works for the Family Research Council, and again, Southern Poverty Law Center has designated them as a hate group. Yep. <laughs> so Mike Pence, as well as two other anti-LGBT people, have got together and pretty much wrote the letter for... Trump to sign. And they also attached with it apparently a memo from General Mattis, who originally said that he wasn't going to, I think, what what was his response? I, I'm not going to do anything until we have something more well-defined. Well, apparently they took that and decided to define, define. it better. Mm-hmm. Because he is apparently not arguing with them at this point. He's, uh, I wouldn't say he's behind it. No. But he's... Well, not arguing it. He said that he's he's not going to spend his political capital fighting Pence. Yeah, on this issue. Right. 
Well, he knows Pence is going to be the president soon. So, yeah. so in any case, that's a, it's a, just another, you know, another strike where Trump said one thing and is doing the exact opposite. Again, Ivanka said she was going to champion LGBT rights and yeah. Yeah, you can't in a, in a Pence White House. Yeah. So. Ivanka is a tremendous piece of shit. Yes. <laughs> yes, she is. And she's not going to be there for much longer from the sound of it. Well, she really shouldn't have been there to begin with. True. She's our acting, what was Rex Tillerson? Head, uh, Secretary of State? Secretary, Secretary of State. State. She's been sitting in that seat since he's starting to transition out. Shouldn't that be Pompeo at this point? Or is Pompeo still transitioning out of the CIA? Right. She's just temporarily filling the seat until he gets over there. How the fuck is that legal? It, I, hell if I know. Shouldn't be. Isn't there like an undersecretary? One would think. <laughs> yeah. A deputy somebody. Something. Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. A, a, another piece of uh, good news, kind of, sort of. Uh, Betsy DeVos put out a... Mm-hmm. Her proposal, she she said, hey, why don't you cut all the budget for the department, education department over here and over there, cut all sorts of different things to uh, for public schools and took more than a billion dollars that she had cut and was trying to channel that over to private school vouchers. Charter schools, yeah. Yeah. But apparently- She didn't get, she didn't get anything what she wanted. <laughs> no. Apparently, everybody in Congress said No. So nothing, none of the cuts she wanted are in the budget. None of the transfers of money are in the budget. It is, they completely just disregarded everything that she said. Right. <laughs> She's next to go. Didn't See, get what she now, wanted. Why stick around? That, that seems reasonable and that would be, oh, so welcome. <laughs> I'm sure a replacement would be worse somehow. <laughs> ben um, Carson. <laughs> Louise. Now, I'm not as plugged in as, as you guys are, but... I have been, again, and maybe I'm misreading what I'm reading is writing on the wall. I've been seeing uh, a lot of Raj Shah lately. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of Sarah Sanders. I seem to remember seeing a lot of Sarah Sanders and not a lot of Sean Spicer. Is that uh, that head moving in the same direction? That's possible, yeah. Well, she boned that Stormy Daniels thing. She really did. Yeah, she acknowledged. Boned it hardcore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and he's been talking about it quite a bit since the uh, since the interview. So you could be right. Wait, who's yeah, I mean, been she... talking about it? That that uh, what's his name? Raj. Raj, Raj I don't Raj know Shaw. his last name. Is. Shaw. Yeah. yeah. This is a... he's yeah. been fielding a lot of questions on Stormy Daniels right. with zero answers, but that's, that's to be expected. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I guess you just have to question: Is how quickly does Trump want to get rid of her? Because Mike Huckabee's a big. Mm. Wait, a uh, flag waver for him, or how determined is Betsy DeVos to destroy the education system? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's sad because it's not really funny, but I, you know, I laugh anyway. <laughs> I honestly feel like she's probably just like, oh, I tried, you know, whatever. I'm out of here. It's what is- I wanted to do. I don't really care about the education system at all, other than the fact that I want to make poor people dumb. Yeah, as dumb as me. <laughs> Well, keep the, you have to keep people, d- poor people dumb enough so they don't know that they're being stood upon. Right. And in the meantime, funnel as much money as you can into your own personal pockets. Right. And enrich the rich and um, keep the poor down and underfoot. But is Betsy DeVos that devious or is she, because she really comes off like a moron. She didn't even bother, she was, I forget, she was on, um, I don't know, she was doing an interview and she was asked, 
do you think that it is logical to take money away from poor performing schools? And she said, yes, of course it's logical. If they're, do they're doing poorly, it motivates them to do better when you give yeah. them less money. She said this on national television. And then um, the- like, So when your workers aren't doing enough work, you take away their, their right. dinners you give, and their sleeping quarters. <laughs> right. You give them less money. And the, the reporter asked, well, did, what did you find when you went and visited them? And she kind of gave a quizzical look. And the reporter said, well, you, you did go and visit them. She said, no, I didn't think that was necessary. And the reporter said, it might be necessary. You should really go. And she goes, well, I'll think about that. I mean, it's, it's an amazing interview. <laughs> What is it like to grow up mega wealthy? I I'd love to know what that bubble is like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, this, even though he's still one of my greatest and oldest nemesis, listening to people like Trump and Betsy DeVos and talk and say things like that aloud as though they're like, what What do you mean? Yeah. What do you mean there are other ways? That, that makes me hesitant to continue to wish death upon uh, <laughs> affluenza kid, but I still do. Yeah. So don't think that I've turned on that, but I'm like, maybe it really is a thing. Like, maybe there are people out there that have no idea that there's a whole world out there beyond, you know, their weird sheltered existence and that they're – it. Ugh. I think ugh. there's a significant number of them that believe that they are better than and more entitled to the, the richness that is available in this country just by the, the happenstance of their birth. Yeah, it goes back to the discussion that we had, Jared had, that, you know, I'm rich because I'm smart. You're not right. rich. You're obviously not smart. And there's a place for you. We do need ditch diggers. So we'll just make you as, you know, comfortable, but you need to stay in your place. There is Some... certainly that, um, you know, mindset. Sometimes I try to imagine if I woke up in like a Twilight Zone episode <laughs> and tomorrow morning for the rest of my life, nobody ever said no to me, no matter what question <laughs> I asked. How many years before before I become a tremendous asshole uh, if that were to happen? 0.25 years? <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I think you have to be in that position longer than you've already been alive. Mm. Like I used to love Howard Stern. But now I think he's been more famous than he was not famous, and now I think he's an asshole <laughs> most of the time. Like, he's hit that zone of, like, not understanding how the real world works. I mean, Betsy Betsy DeVos was, was born into money, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whoever said no to her? Ever? Very few people. Yeah. How many people do you think praise her for being intelligent and a go-getter? And, you know, <laughs> oh, you're so, you're so good at it, what you do, Betsy, by collecting the interest on <laughs> the money in your bank. <laughs> And it's an echo chamber. I mean, look where it got her. He got her to the top post in the de de Department of Education. Well, yeah, horrific. but look who put her. I mean, that could only happen in a Donald Trump presidency. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah, I can't imagine what it's like to live in that kind of wor world <laughs> when everything is just handed to you. Yeah. Sounds blissful, to be quite honest with you. I mean, you're never wrong. You never have to. I mean, like, that's the shitty part about all of this. Mm. That no matter what happens with Donald Trump, with the with the Mueller investigation, with with Stormy Daniels, whatever, him and his family are still never going to suffer yeah. anything. They're never going to want for anything, no matter how bad it gets. Very true. Even if he they took away all their fucking money yeah. and kicked them out of all their houses, and they literally didn't have a fucking dime to spend, they could walk into a town and people will start throwing shit in their direction. And the the, the worst part of it, I think beyond that is that they will never be they will never understand how wrong they were they'll never get that understanding of 
crap, I did this completely incorrectly. I screwed up the country for years. It's going to take decades to fix this. Yeah, they don't never understand that. Without shame or empathy, you have no, yeah, that'll never happen. Right. If I could quote (laughs) the best villain in Star Trek ever, one Mr. Gul Dukat (laughs) from Deep Space Nine. Okay. It's not enough to beat your enemies. It's to make them see that they were wrong for opposing you in the first place. Mm. And that is what we're never going to get. Never going to get it. Nope. Yep. <laughs> and that's official. I quoted Guldica on this show. <laughs> <laughs> it's come full circle. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to talk about a couple of Trump's people. One, the replacement, the National Security Advisor replacement, Captain Mustache, John <laughs> Bolton. Uh, we saw enough of him during the Bush years, but he's going to be back apparently. Well, who knows? He because that has to be that has to go through a senatorial hearing, doesn't it? No, I don't think it does. No, National Security Advisor doesn't. Wow. No, nope. because he's already the head of the NSA. He's just a slide over, I think. Well, he's not. No, he's an ambassador. Yeah. Oh. Well, he was denied an ambassadorship. Right, but I don't think National Security Advisor is a confirmable position. Okay. I know he doesn't, but I don't remember why. Yeah, it's. I know head of CIA and Secretary of State is, because they've been talking about that might be a problem, but I haven't heard one person say anything about yeah. getting him confirmed. All right, I think you're right. But just to, just as a reminder for the things that he has done, he was a original supporter of the Iraq War, and even after the weapons of mass destruction were proven to be a complete false story, he still supported the war and he still supported the invasion. He has been quoted as saying that in order to stop Iran from having bombs, we need to bomb Iran. <laughs> he ha- he mm-hmm. has encouraged in media to f- do a first strike on North Korea before they do something. Because that as of February, he said that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. Last month, February. Yeah. When uh, since he left the Bush administration, he has been involved in a whole bunch of anti-Islamic groups. He wrote a foreword to a book claiming Obama was bringing Sharia law to America. Oh my God! <laughs> and his super PAC bought data from Cambridge Analytica in order to aid multiple GOP senators. So great guy. <laughs> yeah, he's he's fantastic. He wants basically if there's a. I mean, he's the national security advisor. And if anything Mm -hmm. comes up, his answer is, ah, we should probably kill them. Yeah. And most likely (laughs) going to be the last one in the room with Trump. And you know what that means. Yeah. So do do we take another profane argument bet? What happens first? Uh, War with North Korea or Iran deal gets ripped up? (laughs) Oh, we bomb Iran. I don't know about bombing Iran, but if, if you're going for the deal being ripped no, up. No, no, I didn't say bomb Iran. Huh. I said the deal gets yeah, ripped up. Yeah, that, <laughs> that, 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 I'm, I'm all on board on that. That's happening at this point. Well, did, you know, the thing that's stopping them from having nukes right now. Right. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they just sell a whole shit ton of stuff to Saudi Arabia? We don't have to bomb Iran directly. We can just sell things to Saudi Arabia so they do it. Yeah, but it's unlikely that they'll actually do that. <sighs> Saudi Arabia doesn't do a whole lot to put their own people in danger. True. They could. They could change, you know, we've got a new leadership over there. <laughs> kind of, <laughs> sort of. But yes. Uh, so, yeah, who, who knows? They've been involved in Yemen way more than I would have suspected. So, yeah, I did a, a, a Bolton Senate confirmation Google. And the, the first article that comes up is what Congress can do to check a warmongering lunatic. Hmm. Like, oh. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so as of, I know that our old list was not 
I mean, we made, we made the list of Trump appointments before they were all in there. So right now, Betsy DeVos is at the head of our list because of her ability to just rip apart our education. But I'm thinking Bolton is, is number one with a rocket at this point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. No doubt. No doubt. Don't need to worry about the environment if there's no world to have an environment. In. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he is seemingly pretty dangerous. Um, to answer your bet, I, I would say... Porque no los dos? <laughs> like, like, why, why do I have to choose? Why no, no, no. I, I'm why? just saying which happens first. I know they're both oh. going to happen. Okay. Um, yeah, I would, I would say the, uh, the Iran deal nullified first, and then when Mueller concludes his investigation in war with North Korea to distract us from that. Did you guys see, though, right before I came on the show, I got an alert that Kim Jong-un was made that trip to China today? Yeah, he was in Beijing. Yeah. He's safely back home now, so now they can tell people. Hmm. He took a train. Kind of weird. That seems odd. Yeah. Well, supposedly that's what Daddy did, so that's what he did, too. It's the same train. Same train. Hmm. Uh, the other person that we wanted to talk about real quick, Sekulov, J. Allen Sekulov, the... So he's he's Trump's personal attorney? Chief counsel... Well, yes. He... On personal legal team, yes. He's charged with advising the president while there is an investigation into possible collusion. So he is... That lawyer. Right. Per personal lawyer, per you know, protecting him. And as you found out, and we had mentioned this group previously on the podcast, he is, how is he involved? The American Center for Law and Justice? He's the- Yeah, the, AC <laughs> the ACLJ. He is their chief counsel. He's the chief counsel for the ACLJ. So he is tightly connected with them. He also hosts a talk show. Um, he is also a frequent commentator on the Christian Broadcasting Network and Fox News. He's also a Messianic Jew, which I wasn't—I didn't know what that was. He's a—he's a, he's a uh, Jew for Jesus. Yeah, it's just yeah, mess Messianic. They believe in the Messiah. Yeah, no, no, that was a thing. <laughs> he, yeah, he did. A, he's been in front of the Supreme Court about a dozen times, about fifty-fifty in front of the Supreme Court, but all about religious rights, all of it. Right. <laughs> but most importantly. He's been on TV, and that's why he got hired. Right. So I had no idea who this guy was, but I, I clicked on his name, and I saw ACLJ. I'm like, oh, dear. <laughs> He's So he'll be sticking around. Did you see that other lawyer and his wife got shut down? Yep. Because they looked too disheveled? Yeah. They, they, they were frumpy. <laughs> and they did. <laughs> In Trump's defense, they were very disheveled. <laughs> how, do you, why, how do you go to the White House disheveled? Yeah. <laughs> I, I know it's Trump in charge, but Jesus. In a brown corduroy uh. suit jacket and a turtleneck <laughs> with that mustache. <laughs> crazy. But he was on TV, so. Yeah. It's just another one of the crazies that Trump surrounds himself with. Well, at this point, he's down to two attorneys, right? Two primary attorneys. I'm sure they've got sub-attorneys and staff and stuff, but yeah. Um, I can't think of the other guy's name with the handlebar mustache. Uh, Ty, Ty Cobb. Cobb? Yeah. yeah. Ty Cobb. He's White House. <laughs> He's White House lawyer, though. Is is he White House? I thought he was. Yeah, okay. Ty Cobb is White House. So he doesn't represent the president. He doesn't represent Donald Trump. He represents the presidency. Right. Okay. I'm sure he makes a clear distinction there. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, he might. No, I don't think. Yeah, I... he's actually, he seems like a kind of a smart cookie. I believe he's one of the ones who's begging Donald not to go testify in front of Mueller. Well, that's the, the theory as to why, what was his name, Cohen pulled out and left was because Trump wouldn't listen to him. He wants to go. He thinks he's, because of course, he's got the silver spoon in his mouth. He thinks he's smarter than Mueller. He probably looked at Mueller and went, oh, he went to Vietnam. What an idiot. 
<laughs> I'm obviously smarter than him. I can outsmart him. Yeah. So I did forget one thing about Bolton that I wanted to mention. I, I completely mm. forgot about this. Bolton had a, uh, he was quoted saying, if I were to do the Security Council today, this is the United Nations Security Council, I would have one permanent member, the United States. Because that's the real reflection of the distribution of power in the world. All international laws are invalid, meaningless attempts to constrict American power. Wow. That guy is amazing. He, uh, he, I don't know if you also know, but he, you know, there's a lot of Obama holdovers and uh, in key positions. And he, as soon as he came in, he was, or he's coming and he's like, yeah, those Obama people that are start packing their bags right now, huh. right now. Wow. So they're just going to get rid of more people because yep. they haven't <laughs> filled hardly any of the positions that they have already. Oh, he'll fill it. He'll fill those positions with people who will just uh, won't argue with him. Yeah. <laughs> Fill it with more people with crazy mustaches. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Does anybody have anything else? That's all I've got. I'm spent. <laughs> nope. All right. Well, then I think that's all we have for this week. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, there are several ways you can support it. You can share it on social media, leave reviews on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Uh, if you'd like to contact us, you can do so on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash profanearg, or tweet at profanearg. Or you can send an email to godless at profaneargument.com. Also, please check out other shows on the soon-to-be-named network, which you can find at soon-to-be-namednetwork.com. Oh, Any- wait, real quickly, before you go on. Yes. Since you're talking about the network, uh, since probably more people listen to this show than listen to my old show <laughs> that me and I are on, we have a new episode out of The Prodigal Sons. I figured this would be a good place to plug it real quick. Sure. <laughs> um, by the time you get this show, it'll probably be out four days, but in case you missed it or you were worried... It's there. Check it out. <laughs> I was actually going to plug it. You, you got me right. Oh, were you really? Right the, yeah, because oh, you haven't sorry. done one in a while. I was, I was going to throw it out there. I didn't want to. Well, I, I was trying to find my place because I didn't want to go and you're like, this is right. I'd be like, hey, wait. <laughs> <laughs> now it works. All right. I want to thank everyone for listening. And until next time, I'm Ray. I'm Karen. I'm Jared. This is Ian. Thank you. Good night. And may your God go with you.